Ayy, I'm getting back to my basics. Ayy, I am the one you can face it. Ayy, I'm about to go buy me a bracelet. Ayy, I give you my time, just don't waste it. Ayy, I'm getting back to my basics. Ayy, I am the one you can face it. Ayy, I'm about to go buy me a bracelet. Ayy, I give you my time, just don't waste it. Everybody, welcome to your fantasy football podcast for the most elite fantasy league here on the West Coast, featuring your host, myself, Drizzy the Snake. We have Wheezy 0% APR, and this week we have a special guest known as Sean, aka 1999 Minnesota Vikings, aka Dan Marino, aka Donovan McNabb, <laughs> aka Randy Moss, and last but not least, your 2017 runner up, Jarvis. What welcome, a guy. Sean. Welcome, Sean, to the podcast. Hope that you're going to be a regular and uh, see that you've got your, your whiskey glass filled. Wayne's got welcome, a Sean. Welcome, Sean. Wayne's got a spliff spliff lit up for the episode. Hey, gentlemen. And, Not yet. Um, nap time. And I got my, my, my simple beer as always. Um, so, yeah, this is, the, this is the second episode of The Clash. I definitely want to make this a regular thing. Had a great time recording it last time. What, what was your thoughts, uh, Wayne? Thought it was great. I think we've got a better show lined up. Definitely got, you know, Sean uh, guest guest hosting, so it should be a good good show. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure we dial back the uh, the Stephen and the witty banter. Um, although, yeah, witty, uh, we know how he finished this week. Stephen actually was able to pull a win, so really he doesn't want that attention as as we we gave him in the first week. Um, so we're definitely gonna try to move things along. Make make sure it's a fun episode. Definitely make sure to to you know dial back the intro song. I was just I was just loving the NWA. Um, <laughs> it's classic. That was that was really <laughs> long. I got to admit, and uh, and I was really frustrated because I had no clue whatsoever <laughs> how to stop that thing from <laughs> completely playing. <laughs> and then and then when I tried to get out of it and then come back in and had to listen to it all over again, it just uh, frankly all it was was just me editing at one a.m. and I finally. It. let's just go ahead and put the song in and we call it good so this week uh we're <laughs> going to start with just simply uh like we do every week is a weekly recap of of the games in our, in our league um and then there was a lot of key injuries so we'll, we'll kind of uh lead into our injury point injury report for week two and then uh we brought jarvis on because jarvis had uh, some good takes um just on the league itself and some ways. league current events he's going to touch current on. events um and just kind of yes. let's Sean, as a 45-year-old man, um, kind of give his two takes on the league. Uh, he's got his he's got his MAGA coming for you, Evan. cap on. He's coming for he's you. Got he's got the laser sight on someone. <laughs> <laughs> got that scope out. The sniper rifle, locked and loaded. Bring you coming back for the commish. His, uh, his Call of Duty days. AKA yeah, the, the dictator 2. himself. 0. No democracy in this league. He gives us 30 seconds yeah, to review right. rules, and if no one submits his feedback, it's final. <laughs> Fucking Mr. Putin. <laughs> so, uh, Weezy, I'm going to let you take it off this week. I'm not, I'm not feeling too good. Isla's sick. I'm getting sick. So why don't you go ahead and take us into the weekly recap for week two? All right. All right. Well, week two was an exciting one. Definitely uh, shifted the table a little more here, separating the men from the the ladies in the league, so to speak. But some some 
you know, good matchups this week. But first of all, definitely got to give props to our three undefeated managers, uh, Dre, Sean, and Johnny still finishing uh, or coming out of week uh, week two undefeated. Um, raising some suspicions if Sean and Johnny are also utilizing the uh, fabled draft kit from Dre. So I'll, I'll leave that to our listeners uh, opinion, but nonetheless, uh, you know, kudos to our undefeated managers. Uh, they won pretty convincingly aside from Sean with some, you know, garbage time there, but Hey, wins a win. But uh, going into our other matchups, I think a lot of people were, uh, pretty uh entertained by the steven and evan matchup this week there's a lot of john going on early in the week i think uh evan was laying into steven pretty pretty good but uh as things turned out uh steven came out victorious uh with a pretty convincing win there and uh and i'd like to apologize Evan's there. To because in <laughs> my last last week's episode i had a prediction that Evan was going to double Steven's score, and boy, was I wrong. Um, not only did uh, Steven win, he, he kind of ran away with the game at the very end. Yeah, um, I forgot so, you made that, that yeah, prediction. So that was, I mean, that's why they called a bold prediction, because it's most likely not going to happen. Um, I, I got to say, if you're going to talk that much shit, you better make sure that your team scores at damn. least 100 points. Um, <laughs> Evan had a lot of uh, <laughs> underperform on his team for sure. I think he had about five guys that put up about oh, 15 geez. points total. Never the uh, uh, success, especially at the way he's going with his trash talking. Let's hope that's not a trend that continues for his team, or else uh, he might have a new topic alongside Witty each week to bag on. I mean, he, yeah, his his low performers of the week were David and Joku. Ted Ginn, who I think had like was it two fumbles or one key fumble. Um, obviously, Deshaun Watson did pretty nice. Alvin Kamara had a pretty slow. It wasn't even Alvin Kamara had a bad game. It was Alvin Kamara had a second touchdown that was uh, <laughs> taken back. I think on a holding call that would have been a difference maker. Uh, but even then, I mean, Stephen ran away with with the score. I think it helped that the Steelers' defense was atrocious. So Big Ben just threw touchdowns left and right. Um, yeah, Actually, Big Ben had a big game. I mean, without Big Ben, I'm not sure if Stephen would have won. Or I should say I, Big Benjamins. So, but yeah, I mean, heck, if you're going to talk that much trash. Actually, the rules yeah. are different from Evan because Evan, I think, went, went like zero and eight last year or two years ago <laughs> and was still talking as if he was the champion and how he had a chance. <laughs> so it's, it's nothing new. <laughs> you'd, you'd think the way that he's talking about Lamar Miller, right? <laughs> Putting up 25. But uh, from what I'm seeing here, 68 rushing yards and two receptions. Mm. Not really trade yeah, material yeah. this time, I'd say. Better keep true that, that on true the back that. burner. I mean, moving along to our other matchups this week. So obviously not a great week for Evan after a week of trash talking. Uh, myself uh, had a matchup with a little brother. Um, by the way he drafted, you could uh, consider him a little, little bit on the spectrum, but you know his his team his team's a work in his team's a work in process uh, in progress and they actually performed pretty well considering you know who's in that team but uh, had to give it to the little bro unfortunately welcome to the league uh, 
Again, we said, Sean, great, great garbage time win, but wins a win. Chico coming out of uh, the hole, the dark hole that he's managing his team from. Uh, still not sure if he's been been found, but um, anyways, he he beat Witty pretty convincingly. Or uh, we're actually pretty surprised that that Witty's team put up some good points. Though it actually was a close matchup, just a five point difference there. I gotta say for. Uh... Witty's team did quite well. He had uh, his tight end gave him zero points, which is never ideal, and uh, still only came out about five points behind. Um, but yeah, I mean, all things considered, the poor guy's got players getting cut, players holding out, and uh, the team is I think, holding up. I think Witty's uh, going decently. with my, my 2017 so. strategy, which was. Go to Yahoo's weekly waiver wire article <laughs> and just pick up every fucking player that they mention. Because if you try to go find any player right now that they mention on that waiver, it's on Woody's team. And it, and it worked out for him this week. So, unfortunately, uh, you get all the points, but he definitely was able yeah. to put up over 100. So, that, that was definitely a good performance. Yeah, Dre, it seems like, seems like you're influencing definitely. players at both ends of the spectrum here. I mean, Johnny and, and, and Sean may have you know picked up that draft kit you had, and it seems like you you must have mentored witty in your waiver wire wizardry there yeah definitely it's the, the 2017 so it's a discount rate but uh yeah 15.99 for this for last year's uh for draft strategy so power to you Woody. i i would uh, advise witty to uh go to the well on the waiver wire and uh get rid of uh his tight end who over two games <laughs> has 1.2 points he's a he's a major um, sleeper <laughs> yeah, he's in a coma. Might as well have Antonio uh, Gates. Such a sleeper. Um, I would, yeah, I would, uh, I would say it's time to abandon that ship. Um, that one's not looking too good. That mm-hmm. guy cost him a win mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, some food for thought there, Witty. It's free advice. Um, lastly, guys, you know, in our sixth matchup of the week, uh, like we said, Johnny is one of our three undefeated managers. And uh, actually uh, had the most convincing win this week with a uh, over fifty uh, point spread between him and his opponent this week, who just so happened to uh, be Evan's dad. And I don't know, that's borderline domestic violence in the w- the way that he uh, that he beat his team. What, what were you guys thinking about that matchup this week? That. Uh... That matchup almost needed the United Nations call <laughs> to stop the genocide that was taking place against Evan's dad. I got to say, back when this team was drafted, I had a lot of doubts. And uh, this week's really uh, proven those doubts true with the 70 uh, I did say seven Evan's point dad has some balls, though, um, leaving Aaron Rodgers on the bench and putting in Matt Stafford. But it worked out. He got more points than Matt Stafford. And then the, uh, the, the Lockett play. Um, which he, who would have thought Lockett would have ended up with 12 points. Uh, it just wasn't as weak. Uh, I mean, the Los Angeles defense for Johnny with 13, uh, Aguilar with 15, Mike Evans once again played well, Devontae Adams played well, and then Cam Newton does what Cam Newton does, and that's 30 points on the board. So um, great game. Yeah. He, he did well with the cuff on Yeldon. Unlike some people, you always want to make sure those guys that could pulled out or get injured, you know, you, you do want to get that cuff, uh, yelled and proved yeah, uh, a decent pickup there. Um, cause 
Yeah. Other otherwise he would have been uh might have had to have put in Isaiah Crowell, which is uh never a positive thing in fantasy football if he's on yeah, your starting and, roster. Yeah, sure. Evans Dead definitely took the, the McCoy beating of the week, uh, which kind of leads us into our, our next topic uh for this week, which is just our key injuries. Not too bad of a week for injuries, no major uh anything major is gonna take a player out, no ACL tears or ankle breaks. Um, but just to kind of do a recap, of course, we have Mixon out for a short-term injury. Um, Kyle definitely was yeah. able to steal steal that handcuff after Gay Rappaport made a report via the text message string uh, with the Gio Bernard, Gio Bernard pickup. Uh, but he Way should to be act back. fast, Kyle. Minor, minor, minor injury. Yeah. Clean up, nothing major. Should be back running like Mixon does. Um, of course, we had Devontae Freeman potentially out. That's kind of a, a, a weird one because Devontae Freeman, they're saying two weeks. Some are saying four. Coach is saying week to week. I'm actually thinking this is going to be a four-week uh, injury for, for Freeman simply because they want to keep him healthy. And with the way uh, his handcuff is running, um, I don't think they need a rush to bring him back. Let's um, hope so. Dalvin Cook, uh, Minnesota, he said it's a minor hamstring. Take his I think he'll be back next week. Um, and then, of course, McCoy uh, with some, what they say, bruise, potentially broken ribs. Um, but I think the major issue for McCoy is, is not the injury itself. It's, it's the fact that there's some more allegations coming up that he hit his son or hit his girlfriend. I don't know what it's going to be. But yeah. is that going to bring maybe a potential suspension? Uh, that's why I avoid. I'll tell you what. He's been watching too many Floyd Mayweather tapes, <laughs> just beating everyone's ass in sight. He needs to he slow needs to down translate that to the football field and fucking, yeah. Yeah, that the, yeah. The little boy had a nice little uppercut, a little bruise on his chin. And uh, I think that's going to, once you bring kids into the mix, we're talking suspension here. So that's going to be something we look forward to in the next coming weeks. Bring some more yeah. drama to the league. If. If Adrian Peterson can't beat his kid's ass with a switch down in Texas, then McCoy <laughs> definitely can't uppercut his kid <laughs> down the stairs. I just don't think that works out well for the league. I'd expect to see him sit in the pines for and a then, while. Uh, I want to just reiterate, week one, we talked about, you know, is voodoo real? And, and Wayne said it best, is voodoo is real. You do not doubt it. You do not mess with it. You do not spit in voodoo space and it's alive and thriving in this league and I, I gotta have a little story we were down in arizona during the draft and uh johnny comes up to me johnny johnny looks at me and i said who are you gonna draft next johnny and johnny goes i'm not gonna tell you i said dude don't worry i won't i won't, I won't steal your player who you draft and he goes zerling and not even two seconds later i go to the kicker tab and double click on zerling and draft within two seconds and what happens by week two? Greg Zerling with a groin injury. They're reporting potentially four weeks. He's he'll be on the bench, you know. And with with those groin injuries, they're not easy to heal. Um, so I might have might have voodooed myself that one. It was a funny funny moment in the draft because Johnny was pissed off, but he was able to to get <laughs> Justin Tucker. So he has the last lap with a good kicker. While well, I'm going to be searching the waiver wires this week. Um, but don't think I'm going to give up my good waiver position for a kicker. I'm just going to hold off and see what's available. Um. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a dick move on your part. Um, you definitely deserve what you had coming to you. And uh, I think you're very fortunate to have caught that before he actually uh, the game actually started. 
Um, oh, no, a lot I, of people did not. Jonas, I, so I didn't serve you. My, no, I just beat Corey without a kick. Oh, no. It was just that much of a beating. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Corey's team just had no chance against my <laughs> superior team. Trey Burton with a touchdown. Trying to give yeah, you the benefit no, no. of the doubt, Corey. Corey, Corey played the Falcons, which was a good play for the defense, but they got destroyed with a negative one point on his his defense position. But there was a moment. Oh, yeah. What no, did I say? Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, Ravens. Ravens. He said, uh, Falcons. And then uh, I think there was a moment when there was a three-point projection spread there. But then out of nowhere, I had Michael Thomas, Stephon Diggs, and Chris Hogan get a touchdown within three minutes of each other. So that kind of pulled me away. So, yeah, I, I was able to, to easily take that one uh, and, uh, and my record. But still lost, by, lost a really good kicker. Um, so I'm definitely paying for that one now. Yeah. Well-deserved <laughs> on your part. So uh, we brought <laughs> Sean on. Sean had a – I was talking to Sean um, over, over the uh, – over the last couple of days, just talking about the league and potential trades, wasn't getting nowhere with the trades. But the topic of league rules came into play, uh, and Sean had some interesting takes. And so, first, Sean, why don't you reiterate kind of what's going on with the new uh, rule changes and the dictatorship that we fall under, and then some of the other discussions we brought up in that conversation. Yes. So, Comrade Stalin, uh, when we discussed the uh, initial waiver wire loophole there, when um, somebody was able to pick up Giovanni Bernard immediately after the game. Um, you know, we, <laughs> Evan had said he left all the league rules the same as they were. And uh, so we said, okay, took him at his word, and then we went back and found a couple other things askew. So, um, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, we had the, uh, the uh, field goals that were... Uh, should have been counting for four, only going for three. We fixed that, and then uh, I stumbled across the bonuses. So uh, what we had set up, whatever reason, <laughs> I guess Evan felt that, uh, you know, 200 was the new 100 in the NFL. <laughs> Damned it if every team in the league still uses that as the measurement <laughs> for which they pay all these guys, and these guys go to the Hall of Fame. But you know what? That doesn't... That doesn't uh, suit Mr. Uh, Comrade Fassler. So uh, he decided to make those 200 <laughs> yards each. Um, I didn't look it up for, for wide receiver and running back, but quarterback last year in 2017, a total of two people would have gotten the bonus <laughs> that Evan had set up. Um, uh, you know, that's uh, who, who are uh, you fairly unattainable, I would say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. That that extra point means a lot, um, but uh, it, I don't remember. Man? I think it might have been Rivers and no, I think it was Rivers and Roethlisberger, and both of them got it by like they there was like four fifty one and four fifty five. I mean, barely scraping by the hair on their nutsack. I mean, it was not even. It wasn't like they were blowing it out of the water. Simple so, bonus, um, fine margins. We uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very fine margins there. So obviously now Evans put that down to uh, 150, which he said that's what everybody asked for. Um, you know, as I think back, I'm not sure uh, when we ever had a discussion on we wanted it to just be 150. But, uh, you know, we'll take what we can get from Comrade Fassler. So the new bonuses for, uh, uh, for the skill positions are quarterback at 400, which is, you know, 
somewhat attainable. Um, and then uh, 150 for each of the wide receiver running back tight end for the yards. And Evan was so generous to give those gentlemen one point, not the customary <laughs> two that most people well, give. The best, just the the best part point. about it is it's at so, 927 a.m. Yeah. Full changes. What what you guys were requesting starts week three with the changes. Read them now and make your complaints. And before anyone could even read them and make your complaints, I get an email. And guess what time? 9.27 a.m. from Yahoo Updates letting us know that our commissioner made the changes. So I don't even think the, the feedback that we could even submit would have mattered since he already made the lead changes for the input. Um, so yeah, definitely the Stalin regime yeah. of Evan Fassler commissioner um it's taking over yeah it is it is definitely but uh you know he was uh, he was nice dropping 50 yards for each so you know like i said we gotta take what we get from this guy right hey. now so uh you know it's something it's definitely it's something so um but uh it, it is definitely evan doesn't put up with mediocrity <laughs> not at all there's no doubt. <laughs> you better be in the top uh, 5% uh, performances of the league the entire year <laughs> if you want that one-point bonus. You know, you'll give a kicker, you know, four points for uh, hitting a 40-yard field goal. But, uh, God damn it, you get 149 yards. Mm, not good enough for that's Mr. So Fassler. <laughs> but those kickers, those kickers can be a fifth round pick next year for that reason. Yeah, 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 they are. Evan, I think Evan might actually might actually bump those guys up. So an extra point Oof. might be actually worth five points. So uh Greg Zerline could be the number one pick next year, <laughs> depending on how he comes back. Regardless of the rules, he might be the injury. number one pick if Marlon is the first pick next year based on history. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Can we can we just take a, can we just take a moment and gauge the collective uh of what the fuck was everybody uh thinking when Derrick Henry went off the board in the second I, round? I was shocked as I well. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I know you guys were all there together. I hope there was some looks around. I think it was more of that. <laughs> I like to think he was uh, experiencing some computer issues, but we'll we'll just leave that there. I don't even think he was Shocking. on the on like that scale yeah. of player for the second pick. I think he was like, "This is going to be Derrick Henry's year. He's going to fucking ball out." Oh no, he 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 had to get the shovel yeah. out and dig for that one. There was no way he was within forty players. Mm -hmm. Of where he was selected, maybe not even. How late 50. do you guys he, think? He how late do you guys think uh, Henry could have stayed on the board? Uh, second round, I would say I think four, at least five, another two. I was yeah, say I would, four, if running backs weren't so yeah. scarce, I would I would say that he'd probably, if it was normal, he'd probably be in the fifth or sixth. But I think he went probably he would probably go around the fourth simply because we don't have any running backs, which kind of is a great lead in. Uh, yeah, Jarvis's uh, next topic. So go ahead, go ahead, Sean. Yes, yeah. So as Dre and I have been discussing at length over the last uh, few weeks and leading up into the season, is the addition of PPR. I know we kind of voted on that this year, and a lot of people were uh, up in arms about the thought of changing Corey. the uh, 
the standards. I mean, obviously, obviously not enough when, you know, Evan's trying to make people go 200 <laughs> yards for the bonus. Um, nobody minded about that, but God forbid we give those people with a reception one point. Um, but basically my point to Dre and everybody would be that, you know, when you've got 12 guys in the league, we've got three wide receivers, um, you know, two running backs, a flex and a tight end. When you have PPR, it really helps because when you have injuries, when you have to go to the waiver wire, there's actually people available to pick up of some value. I mean, I've gone back when Mixon went down, which was probably the worst uh, position that could have gone down for me at the time because I went skinny. Um, but, uh, you know, with Ingram out, I was hoping neither one of those knuckleheads would get injured. And of course, I get fucked. But um, going on the waiver wire, there was really slim picking um, out there. But, you know, with the addition of PPR, that really helps um kind of keep things more interesting you have guys that you can go to and you don't have to you know potentially start you know a second string you know running back or you know the you know some obscure player that probably isn't going to get any points um you know it, it it affects guys like the slot receivers obviously so the julian edelman's of the world guys like um Deion lewis become more valuable um, you know, Alvin Kamara, for instance, even becomes, you know, even more valuable or Saquon, um, catch a one yard pass out of the backfield Barkley, uh, you know, his value skyrockets. Yeah. I think he had 12 catches Check back. in the last That's game. Nuts. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, so, you know, I just think, you know, I think if you, if you change that next year and guys are cool with that, then. I think it definitely just it, it opens us up to more players because we've already got, you know, 12 guys, which makes things a little scarce once we start having injuries in the league. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is supposed to be enjoyable. I mean, nobody's supposed to be, you know, uh, scouring the waiver for third string, you know, running back, hoping that this guy, you know, gets two carries in the game. I mean, there's other guys that, you know, uh, they'll get a couple catches. They'll, they'll be somewhat productive and it doesn't, you know, crush your whole season if, you know, a couple of positions go down. And, you know, in this league, for whatever reason, guys are just hoarding running backs. I, I saw somebody earlier had, had uh, I think it was uh, Kyle. Um, Kyle has six <laughs> running backs. Matt Brady, Rashad Penny, uh, Powell, so, Bernard, Drake, Howard. Yeah. Yeah. And now Bernard. Yeah. So six guys. So, uh, you know, when when guys like that are hoarding running backs, um, like it's you know, fucking gasoline and water at the end of the world. You know, it's tough if, to. Uh, if we look at the waiver right now for running injury, backs, so if we were to take back, who did you pick up, Jarvis? Uh, I had to pick so up. We put Jahorse uh, out on there, and then we throw back on Bernard. Once those guys are gone, you're looking at. Darren Sproles, who's just injured. C.J. Anderson, who is doing nothing in Carolina. Spencer Ware, who's simply a handcuff. Frank Gore, who's in committee with only like 8 to 12 potential runs in a game. Blunt, Doug Martin, Ty Montgomery. And then you're talking nobodies. So if you're looking at that from yeah. your flex, there's no way I'm picking any of those 
going straight wide receiver or even a tight end, putting in a second tight end in my flex position because there's more potential there. Yeah, I mean, and that's why if you have that, like with flex, you can, you know, you can put some a wide receiver in there and there's plenty of wide receivers that will catch a couple balls, even if it's, you know, five catches for, you know, 30, 40 yards. You know they put up you know decent numbers, and it yeah, helps out quite. Players a bit. like Jordy I mean, Nelson become uh, a factor again. Yeah, exactly. So it just it adds depth to the league when when you when you have all the guys that you know get injured, and we have twelve guys, which I I think in my opinion playing this for fantasy football for a long long time, that's about the most you would want. Um, yeah. it starts to get real thin. So. You know, I mean, obviously a lot's in what you draft, but, you know, injuries are inevitable. So if you if you can have a couple options um, midseason, then it's always nice to not feel kind of miserable, um, you know, trying yeah. to finish out the season. Because <laughs> some now, guys out there are a game further or two. To beyond just APR, but even look at just going two and two for so two wide receivers and two running backs with one flex. I think that helps as well. I mean, with the 12 guys, if you do two and two, then again, you've got more, more options, um, more depth in there. You know, the, the wide receiver position is a bit thin as well. I mean, if you look out there, um, I think the, uh, the top guy right now is D.D. Westbrook. And uh, if you put a gun to my head um, uh, and put – two pictures up or three pictures up of uh, somebody that could be D.D. Westbrook, you'd probably be shooting <laughs> me twice in the head at least because I've got no fucking clue who he is. So, you know, it just, uh, you know, if, if you if you don't have to um, have that, that guy on there, that extra roster spot, it frees up another 12 potential guys. Um, well, and then it opens up the waiver to. wire. It's, it's not going to be uh, a standstill where no one's picking anybody up. People won't be hoarding players. It allows more continual flow and transition of teams. Uh, would make it definitely more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is this is supposed to be fun. I mean, we're this isn't we're supposed in week to be two, the baton death. And Witty's already basically saying he's going down with the ship. Um, and you know, I mean, this what what happened to Witty with Bell? We could all sit here and say, "Oh, I'd never take Bell," which I honestly would have taken Bell because. Because my draft kit said don't take Bell unless you're playing against James <laughs> Conner, which is why I took James Conner. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And I just didn't want to be in that position. But anyway, I mean, what happened to Witty? Yeah, no one really saw nobody it coming to, come. to hold out past two weeks, three weeks, potentially going into week 10. Um, and so allowing Except us to go to a two-wide receiver PR format, Witty could still potentially be in the, in the, in the running. He'd struggle. Um, but right now we're congratulating Witty not on winning yeah. a game with his team, but for just putting up a hundred points. So, um, yeah, he's getting an A for so effort. I, right I, now, I would definitely. Sure. I I've been in favor of doing a PPR for half point PPR. Um, yeah, I was going to comment on that because as someone you know who hasn't been too compelled to move to the PPR you know format, I am kind of buying into that now. Definitely after Sean's argument, I I. I but yeah that would be my question do we favor a full point ppr or a half point what are your thoughts on that 
I think if you I think if you take away the wide receiver, then I think definitely half point would uh, you know would would help. Um, you know, I, either one I think works. I mean, it's just it's a little bit of a change. I, I do that in the league. Um, you know, obviously the the points are a little bit higher in that league. I think the average point is about um, you know people are scoring between like one twenty and one fifty pretty much. Uh, most of the time and then you'll get weeks where you know i've seen guys up yeah. over 200 points. so the entire league um, fluctuates with so that. it kind it's of is the one person you do that yeah it's gonna be everybody it's Abs- absolutely it's ever it's everybody ever it's it's higher scoring which I, I to me it's you know more fun when you have that it's more drama you know the more points i mean you know i, I remember way way back when when i started playing fantasy football um you know, when I was uh, drafting in a bowling alley, calling out names and people were writing them down and you, you didn't have the draft kit, you had the magazine. Um, they used to do uh, touchdowns were one point if they were within 10 yards, if it was a wide receiver or a running back. So the entire week, you would score <laughs> like 20 points. Um, pretty anticlimactic, I would say. So it's just a little bit more exciting when you throw some more points on the board without getting you know crazy with drafting defensive players and playing with two quarterbacks and kind of bullshit like that um you know so i guess you know depending on how everybody else looks at it i mean you could do half point or full point um either one i think would be better than the biggest challenge is just getting everyone in league to actually fill out a three point three question survey that asks them ppr that seems to be challenging enough. I only had three respondents, one yes. of them being myself, and then six people saying, I did your I did your survey. So if we can get past that, I think we can get past anything. So I'm hoping uh I'm hoping uh next year we can we can institute this PPR if our our, our gracious leader will allow us to do it. Um and then we can definitely yes. definitely move on from there. Comrade you Bassler. Know, what what's you guys' take so far on this year, uh, freedom of speech here. Nothing should be held against you. Um, how, how's our commissioner Evan doing this year, Jarvis? Wayne, <laughs> go ahead, Wayne. Oh, man, you know, at first, I give Evan props for taking it upon himself and you know, getting things set up. I mean, he has done it for a long time, and at the end of the day. I think this experience for everyone has been positive and um, I give him credit there, but um, I don't know. There could be, I wouldn't necessarily be saying it's time to change, but maybe uh, implement some sort of checks and balances as far as, as far as the commissioning goes. So I don't know that that would be my input. Wait, are you interested in the commissioner role next year? We, uh, we- Potentially get a commissioner spot? Um, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Dre going for full mutiny. Like, He's trying to trying to be yeah. my campaign. Come trying my to campaign throw manager. Evan out on his ass. Yeah, but but you know, Evan deserves some credit, but there's definitely some room for improvement. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, I would say it's always tough to be I, I enjoy it you know that's what commissioners are supposed to eat they're supposed to eat shit 
when when you have 11 other people in the league. So, um, you know, a lot of guys, he put it up to a vote for a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, the league kind of spoke at that point. So I don't hold it against him for the PPR. The, uh, <laughs> the bonus structure, on the other hand, <laughs> you know, I'd like to – I'm going to dedicate this, uh, my millennial move of the week, where uh, Evan tells us all that uh, that uh, he didn't think and he left it the same. And then uh, when we find out that the bonuses are 100 points or uh, 100 yards more and one point less, that it's our fault for not uh, looking it up. But, um, you know, typical millennial move is uh, – Blaming everybody else for not catching your Ooh, mistake. New, new segment so, for the uh, clash. Millennial I, I will. moment of the week. Yeah. There'll be plenty yes. of those that we can. Uh, yes, definitely. Go. So <laughs> there, there will be. I've seen some others that I haven't commented on, but that was the one that I noticed uh, this week. But no, in all fairness, Evan does a he does a good job, and it's not easy to wrangle eleven people. It's like herding cats. <laughs> So, um, you know, I give him the credit for putting up with people's shit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely I would be open to a couple, uh, couple different things for next year in terms of the scoring. I think really the, the only stress yeah. that it is, I mean, everyone else is pretty, it's going to be Chico and Wade. You put those two guys in a league and yeah, you're going to out as a commissioner simply because they, uh, they just, they're not going to give you the answers you need. They're not going to use your money on time. They're not going to pay on time. Uh, but it was hey Chico paid was the first one to pay in the league this year so uh, he's he's growing up he's getting getting married things are changing anything's so maybe, possible we we got a new we got a new Chico he's, no. he's managing his team anything he was uh, he's a guy so yeah. we'll see he's going to take that role for twenty eighteen I've got to say I've been very impressed with the new <laughs> Chico uh, he's come out of nowhere usually. He was like the dead cat in the league. You'd play him, and you just knew you were going to win if you showed up. I mean, uh, it was an automatic. So it's good to see him uh, paying attention. Paying on time is always appreciated. And, uh, um, you know, props to him for, for getting Indeed. involved. Indeed. Marlon's definitely got that role now. If you play Marlon, he reminds me of that character from Dumb and Dumber, mm. the little blind kid paying the birdie. <laughs> just, fucking, just has no idea what's going on around him. People taking advantage of him. <laughs> just sitting there thinking he's, he's like, oh, I got Mike Williams going to be taking this game. I think uh, I, I heard through the grapevine he yeah. was competent enough to not accept some of those uh, trade offers. Yeah, hey, I'm sure. I'm sure there's been a lot of snake <laughs> trades that have been going left and right. They don't give my nick. Yeah, they don't give me my nick. Dre is a snake. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely slither. I'm in the grass. Yeah, Evan hit me with a trade the next day after after Mixon uh, got injured, and I said, "Dude, I said you're a day late." I said, yeah, "Dre hit me with that about ten minutes after the news broke. Wanted to get Mixon." He said the, yeah, the snake was slithering early. You got to be you were way behind. Opportunistic slithering in full effect. Absolutely. So that kind of covers our, our topics for this week. Anyone want to? Any other takes for this week's podcast? Well, any uh, any bold predictions for this week, fellas? Ooh, bold predictions. Let's pull up week three. I've got one to lead us off. Go for it. My bold prediction 
is that we'll only have one undefeated manager after week three. And I'm going to go ahead and say that's Johnny, the sleeping tiger. Yeah, he does uh, have a... Uh, oh, against oh. Evan. That's going to be a fun one. A lot of shit talking to Evan once again. Obviously, Wayne is very confident that he's going to while in with his Mahomie that uh, Javoris Allen isn't going to pull better than his 3.8 projection, which at this point, it's hard for me to argue. Well, the rumor is is that he's the 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 preferred goal line back in Baltimore, so who knows? I mean, he could be a sneaky two-touchdown performer. You never know. That is that is why I picked him up before the waiver wire rule did change after uh, after my boy in, in uh, uh, Cincinnati was gone. Mr. Giovanni Bernard had to go to the back of Jamal. That's perfect because if you beat me, then I can just so. if I can blame it on Evan. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do that, you may be featured. Next that's uh, true. millennial moment of the that's week. True. Blaming Evan. <laughs> that's very so true. You have to be so careful. My prediction for, for week three is um, in the fight of the retards. Um, <laughs> Marlon's gonna Marlon's gonna be dad and finish with a score above one hundred. Ooh. Actually, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna say one hundred and ten. He's gonna have a score by twenty. Points. And I think that's I'm going to take that simply because wow. Aaron Rodgers is riding the the bench again on Michael's team. So nothing like picking up a quarterback third round and then not playing him. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. It's I think it's safe to say that he pick up a uh, kit and is not following the draft <laughs> kit with that maneuver. I think that is uh, a pretty safe safe bet. Um, I'm going to go uh, – my bold prediction is that uh, Chris Whitty, Mr. Nobel Prize, who's uh, grinding it out, he gets his first win. I think, uh, I think he can get it done. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is playing Buffalo with uh, – you know, when people quitting at halftime to <laughs> Buffalo, got, you know things aren't good. So – Cashing out those four hundred one ks at halftime. Uh, Carlos Hyde, yeah, that's right, baby. Yeah, I think, and and I think uh, Corey's going to struggle too because he's got eight different quarterbacks to pick up. So he's going to find which one he's going to play this week. Yeah, and and Melvin Gordon's been scoring some big points, Mm. but he's playing the Rams, and uh, they've they've got some money on that defense. That secondary is mean. Cheese there. Corey wanted me um, to buy him back to the group chat after finals. Yes, week. I think he might want to sit an extra week out if he gets a Nobel Prize. So I, I like that bold prediction. I think yes, that's the best one. I would so agree. Far. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I'll say he he you better get that Baltimore uh, defense out of there though, definitely. Or I should say, keep it in there so that my bold prediction <laughs> becomes true. Um, Baltimore defense not looking. They had the one good game against Buffalo, but you got to remember that you're you're playing. Yeah, Buffalo. We, uh, we'll see what happens. So. It's waiver wire pick. That's where the waivers now go process on Wednesday morning, not Thursday. Um, so it's uh, definitely a faster yes. waiver wire. You can't, you know, you don't have a day really off in fantasy football. West Coast clash. 
Make sure you grab those those waiver That's picks. True. We're gonna you know get you two hundred yards, throw four hundred receiving receiving yards. So well, that calls it. Yeah, not a lot that of those calls guys it out for there. Week two of the for sure. clash. My name is Dre the Snake. This is Wayne Zero APR Lampart signing off. This is Sean, <laughs> old grumpy ass man Jarvis, saying good night, ladies and gentlemen.